to Bi Plus, podcasting for the Bi Plus universe. I'm A.M. Leibowitz, and I'm here with Elizabeth Meacham, my co-host, and joining us today is Bi Plus activist Jane B. Shea. Could you give us a little introduction, maybe some basic info, um, whatever you want to tell us about yourself to, to get us started? Yeah, sure thing. So, hi, I'm Jane, and uh, like you mentioned, I'm a Bi Plus activist, advocate, merch maker, author. I'm from Seattle, and I am a bisexual, polyamorous, cis woman. My pronouns are she, her. Awesome. Yeah, I actually, so I'm, I'm, I'm very bi today. I'm actually wearing one of your designs today. I thought that might be mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got this one, and my son has one too. He has the one with the, um, the, the mixer on it. Oh, yeah, the equalizer one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to wear that one, but I can't find it. I think it's in the laundry. So I got yeah, well, shirts, by the way, Jane. They're very nice. Got the unicorn one and the, and the uh, equalizer one. Yeah, so I, I actually ended up getting this one because it was the one my kids liked. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the website and I said, I like them all, so you guys have to help me pick one. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't know that was hers. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually very bi today. I have my blue shirt and my hair is pink. And um, I was going to try to find something purple to wear, but the best I could do was purple bra. So <laughs> you got purple um, eyeshadow on. No, it's gray. <laughs> oh, it looks purple from here. It's it's my colors. Yeah, it must be the lighting because it's actually well, it's gray. Well, laptop too. It's... <laughs> Anyhow, um, so um, Jane, so how did you become involved in bi activism, and for how long have you been doing it? So I I got started after I had started publishing my bi and polyamorous friendly erotica. Um, I started my line of t-shirts and, and had booths at my first few pride festivals in June, 2015. So I guess it's been five years now. Wow. Time flies. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Been pretty successful, I hope. Uh, it's been good. Yeah. It's been, it's been great to, to grow uh, and to really be able to provide this um, presence and awareness for the community has been you know, that was kind of my goal when I got started. I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but um, but that was really why I started doing what I was doing, um, because I wanted to find and, and look for, we were looking for shirts. My partner was so sweet, he, he was trying to find me a, a buy a pride shirt to wear at my first pride. And um, it was kind of, the selection was really small and there was, it was few and far between and um, you know, some, a lot of it was being made to buy people that weren't part of the community. And so some yeah. of it was kind of icky and, um, and yeah. so we really wanted more options, um, you know, for, for me to wear. And, yeah. um, and then we just started, started designing and, um, and then had the booths at the festivals. And that's when I really realized that it was such a value to the community, um, a valuable thing to have that presence there, um. And, you know, people had such a strong reaction to even just seeing a buy booth at Pride um, that that's what really has kept me going and, and doing what I do because it's such a, a way to connect people to show them that bi people do exist, that we are here, that we do have a community and that it's not just them. Because I think a lot of times people, especially when they're not quite out yet or newly out, feel like they're the only one. Yeah. out there they're the only bi person they know yeah. and 
this Especially is when you a go way. To Pride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I had, you know, one of my first Pride festivals, I had a panic attack in a crowd because it was just this sea of people and I was so overwhelmed with it. Um, and so to give people kind of that rallying point of finding their community um, has, has been so important to me. <laughs> I'm missing it this year, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's why I got, got going and, and stayed going really. <laughs> It's actually pretty cool. A couple of years ago when I wore this shirt to, um, to Pride, um, I had so many people just coming up to me and saying, I love your shirt. I love your shirt. And th these weren't people who were wearing their, weren't necessarily all wearing bi colors. So I'm assuming that many of them may just have been people who didn't realize there was such a thing out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah, so it was, it was pretty fun. Yeah. When I wear my shirts, just like on a normal day, um, and, and I'm out and about, I'll get the, the sort of knowing like head nod or the, I like your shirt. I really like your shirt. <laughs> it's like, yeah. thank you. And then, you know, you kind of do the wink. It's like recognizing each other, even just like yeah, a right. bracelet with the colors on or things like that. You know, you, you get that, oh, you're by, and then you get people like telling you their story and, and mm -hmm. having an interaction with you in a way that you wouldn't have known or, because I feel like when we're by, we, we end up coming out all the time, everywhere, yeah. whoever yeah. we're working with, if you used to. And so this is kind of a way to do it in a subtle way that shows, especially for people that recognize the flag and the colors, you know, it gives them that permission and, um, and that comfort to, um, to do that and have that, you know, recognition with each other. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, can you tell us about the virtual Buy Pride event um, that you had back in April? Where did the idea for that come from, and how did you put all that together? That was that looked like quite a lot of work. <laughs> sure thing, yeah, it was quite a lot of work in like two weeks. I think it it, it came together like two and a half weeks. Um, I got my first notice from one of the Pride festivals that I participated in, um, Pride Northwest in Portland, mm -hmm. that they were going to be canceling or postponing for the year. And um, that made me sad. And, uh, you know, because Pride is such an opportunity for folks to come together and to be seen, like we said. Um, and, you know, I saw that one was, was postponed and then a few others like around the world were starting to get canceled or postponed. And so I thought, you know, I was going to be missing that opportunity to connect with people and to be seen and to have that, those moments that we said. Um, and I wanted to have that in some way during the lockdown, during the, the quarantine time. Um, it was really important for me to find a way to, to create that space online because we do, you know, we have a, a strong community has a really strong Twitter presence and people are out there kind of talking to each other in that way. But I wanted a kind of a rallying moment. Um, and so I decided to have my virtual by pride events um, at that point. And at that point, we thought that the stuff was going to kind of resolve or, you know, we were going to come out of lockdown like in March or in May. Uh, and so I wanted to have it by the end of April. And, um, and you know, here we are now still going. But uh, so I decided it was going to be the last weekend in April. And um, I had a few folks that I reached out to right away um, that I interacted with, um, like Lucy and Lemaire. Uh, Lucy LaForge, she's great um, for, you know, to be like a headliner. I, she was one of the first people I reached out to. And then um, I started reaching out to influencers like Zachary Zane, Miles the Bisexual, and then, you know, 
putting a word out that I was looking for additional participants um, to be speakers and performers. And some folks like Alicia Champion um, reached out to me to see if they could be involved as well or if they could help. Um, you know, like folks that I just interacted with on Twitter that said, I want to talk about my experience as a bi person, like Kath, um, kind of reached out and said, I want to help. And then a friend of mine, La Contessa, who's a local Seattle burlesque performer, who's helped me out at a couple of Pride festivals as well, uh, she volunteered to be an MC and to put together a lineup for the after hours portion. And um, she put together this killer lineup of burlesque performers, which was really fun. And um, we made sure that the community of folks uh, that we had as, as speakers and performers was as diverse as we could find and um, really um, appreciated that opportunity to create that kind of cross-section of folks. Um, and then the other thing about the, the event that we wanted to, because people are like, how are you going to do this? What is, it gonna, what is it going to be? And we kind of made it up as we went along. We had no, you know, <laughs> um, it was sort of like, how do we do a virtual festival? Well, do we do a big live stream? People are like, is it going to be a live stream that we watch or how is this going to work? Um, and I, I really wanted it because we had a lot of different folks um, of varying, you know, um, following sizes. Uh, I wanted it to be beneficial for them too. So we decided that it was going to be individuals would host, uh, would have their video um, online on their channel of choice. And then um, we would have it either live or recorded and then put up that day so that uh, the attendees would then be directed to their the speaker performers channel so that we could get that, you know, boost of folks going there. So we had that. And then that also let people kind of attend at their leisure, which was cool. People could kind of choose your own adventure throughout the day, drop in and out, or, you know, we still have people going on um, the website, virtualbypride.com still has all of the links up. So people could still attend the event now. Um, and then we also had kind of live um, community interactions happening on the hashtag on Twitter and Instagram, and then on a Facebook group and event as well, where people were chatting, we had photo prompts and video prompts and people submitted the most clever and creative um, things like, you know, uh, a bear on a, a little virtual bi pride float. It was so cute. Um, parade float. And, you know, people were having parade videos of them doing a parade of one down their street stuff. It was really cool. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> It was such a great event. I just, it seemed like there were, it was, it was fun to watch stuff unfold. And I, because I had uh, put down that I was interested, I kept getting notifications every time somebody posted something yeah. in the Facebook event. So it was actually pretty neat to see all the different things that people were sharing and what a great idea. Thank you. Yeah, I had to miss it. I got sick, so. But oh, no. um, I do like that you left the group up because it's kind of becoming the new group, go-to group for bisexual people right now. Um, yeah, we're still getting people asking to join and, and, you know, having discussions in there and everything. And that's been cool to see it kind yeah. of have a life going afterwards. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And so thank you for, for doing that. Cool. It's, yeah. it's a huge need right now in the community yeah. to have some place where we can all get together and talk about all things bisexual. So. Definitely. Cool. Cool. Um, so what started you into, you did talk about this already a little bit, making by pride gear. Um, talk about maybe, um, let's see, 
how you go about selling that. And yeah, yeah, sure. I can go into that a little bit more. Yeah, of course. So I started um, with an Etsy store, obviously, the for small makers, that's, that's kind of the place to go <laughs> to get started. Yeah. Um, so I started with the Etsy store and uh, had, you know, like, I think two designs or maybe just one design at first. Um, my main like logo, the by pride flag with the unicorn on it um, was my first very first t shirt design. And, um, and then we had booths at Seattle pride capitol hill our first year and portland pride northwest um and the reaction was huge i mean that first year we had people in tears um coming up because they were feeling represented and seen and it was just so special and you know i I offer hugs and you know my parents have started coming down and it's been um a really cool way to get um my family involved and um and i've been going you know uh, basically all of the pride uh, that, that I could go to, you know, with so many weekends in June that uh, I basically have to stick to the Northwest, but, um, but that's kind of where I have some, like last year I had an event, you know, every weekend and a couple events during the week as well. Um, and that was my June. <laughs> and, uh, and so it's a really uh, a cool way to be there for the community. And it's been neat also to see, in Seattle and Portland that um, the community groups have um, have been able to have their own booths as well since I started you know when I first started I was the only by booth there Um, and you know people were coming up to me and saying oh do you know about this local group and so getting to know the local groups as well and um, and then seeing them be able to have their own unit in the parade or their own booth um, and partnering with them like we partnered with by brigade down in uh, portland my favorite year the the craziest year we had was um us and by brigade were right next to each other in a they were in the corner booth by the stage and we were right next to them um and they you know were so sweet and um interacting with them and helping them um with their setup and them helping us it was just really collaborative year and um it was a really awesome year so things like that, like seeing the bi community come together um, because there is a rallying point has been really cool throughout the years that we've been doing this. So um, it's, it's pretty special to, to be able to, to be there for the community that way. Yeah. And then now I, um, I have my own website as well. Um, bisexualt-shirts.com is my main site. I'm trying to get things sorted out there. I sell through Amazon, um, through a program, called merch that lets you put your designs up and then they'll ship it out to local t-shirt printers who will print it for you and send it to your customers there um, but they shut that down during the pandemic and they're slowly bringing that back online yeah. so yeah um, <laughs> there's like it's kind of funky right now um the way everything is so um i've got you know designs on there that are not available anymore but that might be soon <laughs> but i mean if, if there's ever any designs that anybody needs um just message me and I've got a local printer here in Seattle area that um, can like print on whatever color, whatever design, um, anything anybody wants. And we can do kind of custom orders that way through the store. Well, I noticed it's not a decal that's kind of like this shirt here, this Topeka pride shirt. It's kind of a vinyl Mm -hmm. decal. It's Mm -hmm. when I got mine, it was silk screened, which is really nice because it's, it's more part of the fabric and it, it's going, it's not going to peel or anything like that. So I was like really impressed with the quality of it. 
Yeah, my the local print shop here, the ones that made yours, um, they do this. It's actually digitally printed. It's like a big inkjet, and it like goes across like. Oh, that's cool. Right into wow. the fabric. That's why it's super soft like that. Like yeah. I, I with with both types of print shop um, here locally, I've got some folks that do volume stuff. Like my original design is screened, and so it does have yeah. that kind of like stood out feeling, and then. Yeah the digital printers it's like into the fabric which is really cool especially for people I've noticed over the years that there are a lot of folks in our community that are um, on the spectrum or that have things like SPD and having that tactile um, you know reaction to a material yeah Um, so having that digital print you know kind of almost dye sublimation but with a um, you know into the into the fabric is really nice for them yeah I was wondering how you did it because it, it isn't, you're right, because even it's beyond self screening. So, like this here, yeah. you can see is a vinyl and it, it will peel, peel eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Self screening, there's still a little texture to it. And, yeah. and now that you mentioned, I noticed there was like no texture. It was just, mm-hmm. it felt like the yeah. that's pretty yeah. cool. That's yeah. really cool. And the shirts themselves are like super, super soft. It's like pajama yeah. material. Shirts. Yeah. 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 We're really picky, really picky about what, what type of shirts we do. Like we, I mean, we've gone through so many, you know, tests, trial and errors and, and trying to figure out which one to pick. And so I'm a very tactile person. So figuring out that was important to me. <laughs> How do you come up with the designs? Uh, it's a mix. It's a real collaboration between me and my partner. Um, most of the time, he's a very creative person. And um, so he, you know, comes up to me like, what do you think of this? And I was like, okay, well, maybe do it a little tweak it a little bit this way here and there. Um, And then we also sometimes will commission artists to create a design for us. So um, like one we had last year, two years ago, um, that was new was this like roly poly um, unicorn that's like this little cartoon mm-hmm. and he's so cute and fat and amazing and I love him and people are like oh, you have a fat unicorn um, so that was because we'd seen this artist's work um, with these like pudgy animals and we thought that it was amazing and hilarious and like can you do a unicorn dude and he's like yeah sure so um, you know finding art that we like and then you know saying hey artist we like your style can you make something that's like what we want um, has been has been fun too that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm like, like when I first looked at the website, I, I kind of went, oh, I just want all of them because <laughs> I love all the different designs so much. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to choose. You know? Yep. I, I've got a lot of them. I don't have all of my designs myself, but I, last year I tried to wear a different one of my designs every day, um, and I think I almost made it all the way last, last year. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That is cool. I um, definitely need to get one of the unicorn ones, though, because, yeah, I just, it's yeah, I like some big stereotype, but I love unicorns, so. Yeah. Hey, you know, you like what you like. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So you're, you're um, a romance writer, or you said erotica, right? Erotica, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I got started in general with all of this, was that um, I had been I've been a writer my whole life. Like that's been a thing in me in my life forever. Um, but I started publishing in January 2015 because I'd been, I had a really boring day job and um, I had some downtime and was writing little snippets of erotica here and there um, to just entertain myself. And 
you know, I was like, oh, I don't want to publish it. It's not, I didn't think it was good enough. I had that imposter syndrome, you know, creeping in there. And this is something I was doing for fun. And my partner read it and my best friend read it. And they're like, this is good, dude. And I was like, ow. Um, and uh, my partner said, yeah, it's good. You should publish it. And then I, I think I read like Fifty Shades of Brand or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. It's better than that. Okay. Well, I should maybe publish it. Um, <laughs> in that case. Um, and then I, I was also reading um, erotica and things like that online, and it was of varying quality, um, and mm-hmm. realizing that a lot of what was out there that was by polyamory themed was really written from the male gaze, and that kind of bothered me, or really badly written, um, and I wanted to put something out there that was representative of my experience, but that was also good. Um, and well-written. And so I, um, my partner made me a deal. He said, if you write something that's publishable lengthwise, start to finish, I will take care of putting it out there on self-published through Amazon. So I wrote my first short story length piece. Um, I think it's novella length or novelette length. And, um, and we got, got it up there on Amazon and people were actually buying it and enjoying it. I was like, Oh, okay, this is cool. So wrote a few, a few more and, um, and that was there. I mean, my, my writing and publishing has kind of taken a backseat a little bit to some of the advocacy and, um, uh, you know, the t-shirt stuff, but it's still there. I still have a few things, um, and publish from time to time, but it's just a, a, a side, you know, thing that I like having out there in the world. And I know, you know, the way that Amazon works and everything, I'm never going to be like a bestseller, but um, it's just nice to have that out there for folks. Too. So do you just publish straight through Amazon or do you use KU yeah. or? Um... Uh, yeah. So, yep. It's, it's through um, the Kindle direct program. So it is through Kindle Limited. Yep. Gotcha. Um, so do you have a favorite one that you like would recommend or? The one, the, the bestseller uh, for, of my stuff that I recommend, um, and because it's a fun, it's a fun read, uh, is Remote Control. That's the first one that I published, and it's still the most popular and sells the best of all. Yeah, of that's the one I read. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. See, I, lo- I just like the title. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's a fun one. It's a fun yeah, little, that is a fun one. It's a fun little mystery kind of story kind of like what's going on who's who's doing this and yeah it's kind of a fun a little romp (laughs) (laughs) um so you sell yourself on amazon um where else do do you sell things just at etsy yeah etsy and amazon um and then through my website i've got a shopify store that i'm i'm trying to get up and running more. We're trying to transition things uh, a little bit more over there. Um, that's linked through my website um, as well. And then in person at Pride Events. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, do you have anything else we you'd like to talk about? Any other projects or events coming up online or not online? Probably I online. Know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, online. That's the thing. It's like such a weird time that normally it's just like in the thick of things and I'd be like gearing up for my biggest weekend of the year with Seattle Pride um, in both days this weekend normally but uh, instead they are going to be doing uh, a virtual 
event. They're having like a virtual vendor village. So I don't know when this is going up, but, um, but that'll be this weekend um, on, I think Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I'm not, um, because they're, it's kind of neat. Um, Seattle pride is, um, is kind of combining forces with the group that puts on the Capitol Hill event and um, the, trans pride folks I forget um gender, gender justice league yes um is they they normally have trans pride so they're all kind of joining forces to have this virtual event this weekend and so i'm i'm gonna have a virtual booth i think um i've signed up for one and we'll see how that goes not sure how that's gonna work but um that'll be friday saturday and sunday this week and then after that we'll see i don't know um where the year is going to go uh, I, I hosted a, um, a karaoke event for local bi folks here in Seattle um, that went pretty well last year or the year before. So I might do another one of those if we're allowed to, you know, be singing in a room together later this year, but who knows if we're going to be allowed to do that. I might oh, do I that. I don't know. Get drunk and just do it online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some cool karaoke events happening online, so I think yeah. we, might have to, we might have to do that. Um, there's a lot of talent in the community so yeah um, yeah and drunken funness is always uh you know that's the only way to do karaoke (laughs) yes yes um there is no amount of drunkenness that will get me to do karaoke (laughs) no you'd be surprised you would uh, with the right friends and the right drinks it's it's pretty yeah there was a there was a out in kirkland where you are you know, what used to be kind of the ratty part of Kirkland, there was a Denny's out there that had a bar and I would have never caught myself in it if somebody hadn't dragged me and they had karaoke and they also had really stiff drinks, which is what got me up there. I had, I had quite the headache the next morning, but I didn't have fun. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't even know what my city's doing. I haven't looked at the website to see what they're doing for Pride this year. Our Pride's usually um, toward the end of July. I don't know why. I, I, I really have no idea. But um, but that's when it always is, and, and I have not seen anything. I mean, I, I suppose they could do it and everybody's got a mask on, but I'm kind of thinking not. <laughs> Was ours in Kansas City got canceled. And I don't know what happened to Topeka Pride. The gal who started it died about, oh, just over a year ago, I think, maybe a year and a half. And I don't know that anything's happened since then. If it has, I I, I certainly haven't heard about it, but um, which is sad. But yeah. Gonna say, is there anything else you wanted to add? Um, no, I mean, Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, and um, I like appreciate the opportunity to kind of talk about who I am and why I do what I do, and um, and to say hi to everybody in the community, and uh, and I'll see you online, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, and hopefully people will listen to this and um, check out your merch and uh, buy some unicorns. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jane, for joining us, um, and Jane's. By Pride merchandise can be found on Etsy and Amazon and her website. Um, and you can also check out her writing. And it sounds like there's a there's at least one good suggestion to, to check out there. Remember, there is a whole Bi Plus universe ready to embrace you. Reach out and find your community. 